been uh, having some trouble with UI Collection View this week, I understand, John. I have. I have. I spent uh, a good portion of my last Friday and a, a portion over the weekend just beating my head against the wall, trying to do something that should absolutely be simple, but as it turns out, it's not, and now I have to rethink the world, and so I'm crying. Well, John, what would that be? Would you like to know? Yeah, you were just far too fast for me. I was I was just trying to come out with a way that I could ask that question as though I cared, and um, you beat me to it, so there <laughs> well, you go. Wait, let's back up. You mean when I just spout on about nonsense, you just... You're filing your nails. You're like you know scraping your feet. You're changing your oil. You you don't care about anything I say, John. Half the time I'm not even here. I've just got a little light on my desk that sort of <laughs> shows shows when you're talking, and when it goes out, I run back to the microphone as fast as I can. I thought that you would at least get some like Apple script that would like you know spout out some some randomly selected banner banter from a pool of of yes, John. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, whatever. Would you please shut up now? We need to get to the sponsor. <laughs> No, uh, so this is serious. So, uh, uh, you know, one of the big things that you have uh, with any new user interface is, is having the user know where they can swipe because, you know, one of the design principles of iOS 7 is put things all the way up to the edge and it looks really good. But let's say that you have something that you want people to scroll through horizontally. How do they know intuitively whether whether you can swipe something? So we've tried different things. We had coach marks, which are little animations which can appear in places where you can swipe, but you don't want to litter your app with those. And you know the other thing too is that since this is a problem that's faced by many people, there are people who have uh, apps that are distributed in far larger numbers than 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 Findery is at the moment, <coughs> Facebook. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, you have to kind of figure out, well, what did, what do they do? How do they solve that problem? Because with their newsfeed, they have something that scrolls vertically. And then on a given item, somebody may have posted multiple pictures or there may be four or five people who they want you to befriend or whatever. And so they make it very, very clear that you can scroll to the to see you can swipe to see the next item by actually having the next item up kind of peek out from from the right hand side of the screen and then when you swipe and 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 page through one item at a time what had been the first item appears kind of creeping out on the on the left hand side right it, it's very very intuitive it makes perfect sense and of course you know UI collection view has been the new layout hotness since it was introduced whatever two years ago now and they have the UI collection flow layout, which in Interface Builder you should be able to, to to make it simply very you know work very easily. So to have a paged, you know, scrolling uh, uh, collection view is is very easy to do. But as it turns out, if you want to be able to show bits of the of the next item and the prior item, there's there is simply no way to do it. And, and and if there's, I will tell you what, there's a million dollars, a gazillion, bazillion, trillion dollars to anybody who can show me how to do it because I've now looked extensively. I've asked three people, including some folks that work at Apple, and they said, no, you should file a radar. So after all this time making trying to make it work happily, I'm going to have to probably just go back to using my own page view controller and, and, and not try to use a UI collection view here, which makes me sad. You see, you are, I, I haven't been keeping count, but... You, you know that's what you've just said to me is a familiar story and not just not just because people are trying to do what you've particularly been doing but i've come across a whole bunch of people who for anything other than something really simple have ended up having to abandon ui collection view and um you know do their own thing again and you know which is really sad because when it was released in was it ios 6 wasn't it, it was released in yeah um yeah 
you know, there was all the demos of WWDC and how you could do all these lovely stacks and all this and whatever else. But it seems that, you know, what we saw is what it is it. You know, to go and do anything other than what we saw on those demos becomes like uh, people seem to be hitting limitations that just to stop it. And, and is that because, do you think, Apple just haven't worked on this thing now for a few years to give us more and make it more flexible? Or is it because they want to force us into sort of a, a different UI paradigm to what maybe we want? Or is it just another case of, well, let's we need to throw some new controls in for a few things to make it look like we're extending this stuff here, but we're never going to make this any better? I mean, what, what sort of sense do you get out of that? That's a, it's a great question, and I'm not quite certain because this is, is it, it can't be that hard. But from, from what I can tell in looking at it and, and talking with some people who are smarter than me, this has to do with a, a drawing optimization that they don't want to draw anything more than they possibly have to. And so they will clip things. You know, they, they, just, they won't draw them at all while it's scrolling. They say, let's not even bother. And that makes sense if you've got a super complex layout. But this is something that's very, very simple. I mean, literally, there's only, you know, at maximum three views that are, that are possibly, you know, to be seen on the screen, most of which is, is the center one, right? So, um, but what, what, it's kind of weird because, you know, this is the case where I feel I've been doing this for a long enough time. I should be able to, between, you know, reading the documentation and, and searching on the internet should be able to find the solution pretty quickly. And, you know, I found that there were lots of people discussing it and I got the best hint possible in one Stack Overflow article, which had a suggestion, which kind of worked, but not quite, um, and then, then I started saying, okay, well, maybe I should just send a, a you know, a DTS, you know, uh, incident. But I, I don't know. I, it's been so many years since I've had any satisfaction with those. I kind of gave up. Um, and I, I shouldn't but say what, that. You, 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 you gave up before you actually submitted it. Yes. <laughs> no, no, meaning, meaning, no, no. What that is having a pessimistic view of DTS? That, I have to say that's true. That well, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and and this was the case where I absolutely did the right thing. It was very simple enough to make a you know sometimes you you have a problem, and to really demonstrate the problem to build a, a standalone app that doesn't you know include anything that you need and to be able to demonstrate the problem this can be a little bit of a challenge and you get lazy. It's like ah, it's too much hassle. But this case, uh, after you know pretty quickly, I said all right, this this is such a a kind of black box thing. I can build a standard you know out of the box, simple simple app with a storyboard and and and, and you know nothing custom at all, hardly anything custom to demonstrate the problem. And I did, you know, I could do it and I, you could play around with the different settings of, 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 you know, all the various things and, and you know, the, 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 the delegate methods that you get, or even making your own UI collection flow layout, nothing worked. It was so frustrating, Scotty, but I feel better now getting it off my chest, at least admitting defeat. But you know, I, I will submit it just, if nothing else, I think that this kind of thing should be trivial to do. This is absurd that, that it can't be done just trivially. Um, and uh, so if nothing else, if I submit the thing, I have nothing to lose. Either I will you know, be given some solution to somebody knows, oh, there is this super secret thing you can do that you hadn't thought about to make it work. Or they'll say, no, that's actually you know, an interesting thing. Other people have asked it. Thank you very much for the tester app because that can be attached to the radar and I will have done something good for the planet. So that's yeah, my... It's, that's, uh... Hmm. But well, maybe. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. It should be better, though. I agree with that. Yeah, John. Let, let, let's just briefly. Okay, you were just about to say something. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say let, let's talk about something that definitely is better. Just for a moment, let's talk about briefs. Briefs is always better. 
It is. Uh, Briefs from our friends at Martian Craft. They are the sponsor of this week's show. Uh, Briefs is an application that allows you to mock up your UI for your mobile app and um, not just in the way it looks, but the way it interacts so that you can get the flow between screens, see what animations work, um, all that type of thing. So you, you mock it all up within the Briefs app and then you can download it onto your device via the um, Briefs app that runs on on the device and then put it in your user's hand or your um, designer's hands or whoever and just get a feel for what it works like and it's that it's that as I say every week when uh, these guys sponsor the show it's that is when you first get it in your hand and can feel what it's doing on the device that you actually really begin to understand if a design is working or not and uh, the earlier you can do that obviously the less pain you're going to cause yourself so uh, this is a really really great way of um you know, doing you know, what, what I'm calling you know, professional prototypes um, on, on your de- device just to get that, that feel. So if you want to check it out, uh, go to giveabrief.com where you can download a, um, a, a demo version, which I think is, is fully featured but only allows you to have a certain number of screens or items on that. I can't remember exactly how it looks. There's, there's a limitation, but it's it's a big enough thing that it will allow you to really get the feel for it and whether it's going to do what you want it to do. If you like it and you want to use it, and lots of people do, it's 199 bucks, which, again, as I've said before, I applaud them for prop- charging a proper price for a decent professional tool. And as developers, you know, having picking up that problem in the design or whatever else that the user um can spot straight away you know you've only got to do one of those and you'll probably save you know 10 times your money uh, in one go so thanks to the guys at martian craft for sponsoring the show go check it out at giveabrief.com so briefs John, you, you oh you're about to do some magic advertising and i cut you off you did and now now it just if, briefs make your app flow smooth like snoop dog <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should have just carried on cutting you off. <laughs> um, Joe, you were talking about Stack Overflow and having a look on stuff uh, that the other day, and um, I've been doing a little bit of research this week, and um, I've got a project on where I'm seriously considering using um, a NoSQL database at the server end, uh, of which, you know, NoSQL databases are a reasonably new technology. I think they really began to spring up properly you know around 2009 maybe 2008 ish so you know long enough ago now that they've had enough you know some work put in them but still you know compared to um relational databases which have been around sort of sort of 30 40 years you know that they're they're the new boy on the block still and so i don't know a lot about nosql databases i've sort of have used them before um, on, on a project, but, uh, you know, not, not to a heavy extent. And I was trying to choose which one to use, and I was doing some some research. And it seems, you know, the biggest one out there or the most popular one out there or, or whatever all the tutorials, if you just do start-off tutorials use, is the one called MongoDB. And so doing a little bit of searching around MongoDB and what it's like, and I come across this, um, I mean, this isn't going to be unique to MongoDB. I think it's just the right age that it that it suffers from this, that because it was a brand new product with lots and lots of problems five years ago, um, and now it's a five-year-old product, which I'm not sure if it has lots and lots of problems or not, trying to research it, a product that has only ever existed like during the Stack Overflow era, um, 
it's really hard to get a grab a sense of where it is right now you know and, and you're reading stuff and was that you know, that was two years ago. Is that still true now? Is that not true now? Because this is a fast-changing technology. You know, you get all these people saying, oh, don't use it because it's rubbish at this. Well, that was two versions ago. Did it fix it here? And it, and it's just made the, you know, the internet has actually made my life this week really confusing, that it's really hard to get a get a sense from things like Stack Overflow um, and, and other sites like that, you know, of, of where this product now sits and what people really think about it because it's, only ever existed in this this era that it, it went through its whole trying to even get itself off the ground in 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 a place where there was a critical environment and uh you know it it's so uh, what was supposed to be quite useful to me has turned out to actually just leave me sat here thinking oh my word this is uh um you know hard to know what people really think about this product and that just made me think you know is that are our products going to be affected by that you know we live in this age now that you know, in in some ways, um, you know, I can see now things like the App Store, you know, dropping your reviews off as soon as you change version. I can begin to sort of see, you know, some of why that might be good because, you know, do you really want people getting reviews from four years ago on our products and stuff like that? Well, I don't know. It, it, it's I think that you can't safely use the internet unless you have developed a good sense of how to you know, trace back to who said something, right? I mean, it, you know, it seems like obvious stuff, but I get the sense that, you know, people won't even do things like, to, you know, read when something was posted or to tap on a link to be able to say the person who posted it, this is what they've said elsewhere. I mean, it's a problem that plagues everything from, from Yelp, giving a, you know, an unfair hard time to, to perfectly nice restaurants or other businesses to, to people kind of, you know, incorrectly, you know, slamming a technology or incorrectly saying that this is the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, it's, it, you know, you have to be able to do that. You have to judge for yourself. And at some point you just also just have to ship and, and, and try something, right? I mean, you know, if you can find out very easily about how to make some piece of technology work and you can afford to, to deploy it very inexpensively, you know, then you probably should. I mean, how, otherwise nobody would ever ship anything. And in some ways it was nice when, when you, you had the comfort of the unknown and you could at least say, hey, I had no, how could I possibly know that, that this thing would fall over after 100,000 users joined my site? No one told me. Whereas now every possible problem that might exist is, is, is you know, talked about in, in great detail and it will lead to, to, to analysis paralysis, right? I mean, I don't know, you know, ship the damn thing, instrument it and then, then measure it. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's about all you can do really. But anyway, so let's just put it out aside. That was one thing. Just looking at NoSQL databases is, is, um, say it's not the very first time I've ever used them, but it's, I've just put in some fresh research in there. It's, yeah, we, we develop a lot of um, apps these days that have to have an API, um, a remote API. And JSON is obviously the sort of, I guess you could say, de facto standard for data transmission um, these days. And, and when you're building a database and uh, an API specifically for just a mobile app or something, and you're going to have that data transmission going on, using a database whose native data storage type is json just seems to make a lot of sense because you you know all this converting to json and back from json and all this sort of stuff in in, in your schedule just goes away when you can just store store the uh, json in the database query the json in the database um you know have a pretty flexible 
schema, well, in fact, a very flexible schema, so that it's um, in there. It just seems to make sense to sit behind uh, some of these new mobile APIs, and that yeah, that that's where I'm looking at. Uh, looking at it, um, we, I don't know if you're allowed to tell us. With, with, with Findery, did you guys go for a, a relational database or one of the more modern? I'd call it more modern. That doesn't mean better. Just I'm just mean newer technology. No SQL databases. No, I mean we're a standard thing right now. It's it's MySQL, but uh, we are are moving some stuff over to a MongoDB as well. So there are certain things you know. There are certain things where a NoSQL database really makes lots of sense. And I mean traditionally, it's been that that you know per raw performance seems to have been faster on on SQL database. I, I'm by no means an expert. I mean, the last time I looked at it was some years ago. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I think that you know it, it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, even the fact that I know SQL and and, and learned it some years ago, and, and still find that it, it's more efficient to do some things than object layers that sit on top of it, or even true object-oriented databases. You know, that doesn't that doesn't mean that that you know that you should stick with the past forever, and it doesn't mean that you know just because something is newish and and, and is fashionable is the right thing either. I think I think the the bigger problem that you run into is is when you start really really scaling and having to do sharding and all that kind of stuff that I know so very little about. Yeah, and I think if you're running into that sort of um yeah, if you're running into these sort of levels that uh, your uh database isn't going to run on the biggest, you know, server you can get on Amazon or Linode or something then you're also at the level that actually you seriously need to be employing someone who knows what they're doing with that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it seems like there's a relatively small number of people who really understand that, and it's 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 funny. I mean, I, I guess that that you know it is such a critical thing that anybody who really does know how to do it is so sought after that I get the feeling that they're like you know stuffed in a room with with whatever things they could possibly fantasize about and kind of kept there and 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 given every incentive never to leave <laughs> and then. But, but I mean that's not entirely true. I mean a lot of I mean Facebook, for example, and, and regularly post about how they do things. Twitter has so I mean the knowledge is out there because I think it makes for a better world. Yeah, but Facebook are in a different position altogether again, aren't they? Where I mean, let's face it, not many sites have got billions of users. No, uh, but it, Facebook are in a position that you know they're even writing their own versions of PHP and everything to get performance and all this sort of sure. stuff. So I mean that's. You know, another step on again. But even with that said, you, you think of the millions and millions and millions and millions of websites in the world. How many of them are actually, you know, pushing performance boundaries, you know, compared to how many there are, you know, of a lot of these databases, which means, you know, the, the reality, the reason there aren't that many people is, I think, just because there aren't, haven't actually been that many, you know, in, in relative terms, that many sites that mm. have had to have get that experience and you can only really get the experience by doing it and it's all very well learned reading articles but um you know it's until you're sort of on the ground trying to deal with it but anyway i mean the stuff i'm doing right now is you said you, you you push it out and you scale it and you see how it goes i mean my basic understanding is and, and please you know email us and correct us if we're wrong which we almost always are but um we, we just yeah, we're, we're so desperate wrong. for email we're purposefully wrong yeah please 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 slag us off in email because we are feeling lonely um is you know it, it, no sql databases are about um documents you, if you you view them as documents um and their real strength is in is in keeping documents whereas um a relational database the strength is in the relationship between data and so i guess your, your first question is is what's you know what what drives the way i access my data am i do i mainly access my data because of what it is 
So I'm actually searching for a document that, that does something that has some information that I need, or am I more interested in the relationships between the data that I store? And that, yeah, that's probably one of the first questions you ask yourself when trying to decide which way to go, because um, NoSQL databases, uh, are, they're not as strong in any way at all um, on dealing with the relationships, especially many-to-many -many relationships between, between things that are terrible there. Um, however, they are great at, at storing just sort of like lots of random and mashed together data in one place and then be able to find it in one place, you know, on, on this document. And so I guess that's the first question to look at. Indeed. I thought many, many years ago, I heard somebody describe the difference between an object database and a relational database. It's like, imagine taking your Ferrari and you drive it home. When it's time to put it in the garage, you just hit the garage door. It opens up. You put the Ferrari in. The relational database, you drive home, you push the garage door, then you have to disassemble everything, take the wheels, put them in one section, take the, this part of the engine, put it there, and, and then and, and reverse it every time you want to take the car out. And there's some truth to it. And so, if, I mean, in our particular case, the, the thing that, that has the, 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 the largest number are our activity feed, right? So we, we, we track a lot of things that go on. If somebody favorites a note, comments on it, you know, leaves a new one, adds your note to a note map, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the largest number of objects is that is that is is the thing that describes what's going on. And in that particular case, you know, because when it goes out to the API, we want to have a give a complete snapshot and it's not something that changes after it's been done that it's a kind of a good candidate for it to so the fastest simplest way to be able to pump out that particular data um, and it doesn't really matter we're not calculating you know the number of times somebody has 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 favorited a note which changes over time fairly often if this is one time snapshot of capturing something that happened um, so yeah it's, it's fun stuff to to, to look at uh, and of course, if you're on the actual device, that, I mean, we've been talking about server side, but I think um, I think it's Couchbase, which is a, I, I believe a NoSQL database, is actually available to run on the device itself. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. So there's some other bit of uh, adventure that I had, and if if you want to switch gears a little bit. Or John, I'm putting my Ferrari into third. Here we go. The revs are up. Gears to change. Go. Okay. So uh, Google Analytics, have you ever used it before? John, I have used Google Analytics all the time, all over the place. And then recently they've done something that has confused the hell out of me. Oh, really? Okay. Well, but we anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. But I've just letting you know that's my answer. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, I we put it in the in our app for the first release, and 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 we made the mistake of of kind of measuring absolutely everything and not giving a clear enough idea about what what's actually going on, um, because the kind of the standard way that they they tell you to do it is like okay, just every time that that a view controller goes through, you know, view will appear, you know, it, something gets counted, and, and and that's it, and and so yes, you can find out when your view controllers appear on the screen. But if you've got a bunch of child view controllers, that doesn't really work because you're counting more data than it makes sense. And you have to actually spend more time thinking very clearly about what questions you're trying to answer. And so we, we, we kind of did a second version of it, which we released with something that went out two weeks ago. And of course, we've gotten much, much, much better data and data that kind of you know biz dev people can have a look at. And it's fun to look at, which is really cool. But it also kind of pointed out a, a big problem that we discovered, which um, speaking of you need to actually ship something measure and then adjust uh sometimes uh is with, with our welcome screen so like you know because the the very standard and i think very helpful advice is 
if, if somebody is, is, you know, if you're lucky enough that somebody downloads your app, they may do it because somebody suggested that they do it, but then they got interrupted and it may be a couple weeks before they look at it again. So you launch it and you have to have something that gives an idea about what the app does. On the other hand, there are people who've just downloaded your app and they, they may, you know, may get really confused if they're presented with something that says, you know, is a swipe control, which has a standard kind of, you know, little parallax effect or some type of nice animation as you swipe, it comes and describes what your app does. And you've got a couple of screens and it's like the first little bit of artfulness you have. But we discovered that we were just bunches of people dropping off on that first view. And we think, gosh, that's terrible. Have we said something that offended people or has something happened or is the app crashing and burning right away? And, 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 and so it really gave a very kind of plain black and white analysis, which we are now acting upon and we'll be able to, to see what happens in another couple of weeks when we release a new version and have it a little bit more carefully instrumented in that first welcome screen to see if we can improve something. But near as we can tell, um, you know, because we had switched some of the background imagery from the very, very first release we did in Australia that the the skip button was became not as clear and that people just literally may not have known that you could swipe and then just says, oh, the app is not doing anything. I don't know what this is. Goodbye. You know, and that that that's still this whole thing is that that for swiping. For some people, it's like the most common thing you do. You just kind of intuitively do it. But there are plenty of people who. For whatever reason, it may be their first time with an iPhone, it may be their first time with any touch-based device, and they may simply not know. So Google Analytics has been incredibly useful in trying to kind of piece together these things, uh, especially because then you can start asking questions like, well, is it because they couldn't read it? And then you could say, no, actually, the, you know, the, the, the chosen language here is English. Okay, is it because, you know, they have, you know, smaller devices and there's something we missed about it? It's like, no, you know, you can see the screen size. You can really kind of go deep into it. So um, it's incredibly helpful to have. And it's very easy to kind of, you know, just just take it out of the box and, and implement it and not really get get the detail that, that you, you need out of it. So it's more, it's, it's much more kind of asking the right questions and planning than it is a particular software engineering problem, because the, the implementation of it is really simple. So, so let me make sure I understand what you're doing here. Um... Because I may have got myself a bit lost there. So, so inside your app, um, you're you're using web views, and then no. in the HTML you're putting into the web views, you're embedding Google Analytics. Uh, no, no, no. Google and no Google Analytics can 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 work on web, but there's a native toolkit for it as well. Okay, so, so you've no. downloaded the native iOS toolkit for it and using it in there. Okay, do you know what? I didn't know there was a native toolkit for it. I must have had my head ah. in the sand or up something else for the last you know however long it's been. Yeah. No, it, it, it's really good. And then they have this real-time dashboard and you can literally see as people, you know, as soon as the data arrives, which happens, you know, quite quickly, you can, when you're developing, it's really kind of cool. You can sit there and go through the app and watch it, watch it move the graph and move, move the charts and everything. And it's, it's spectacular. You can see, you know, which version of your app, you, you know, there's all sorts of data. It's, I've become a little bit of a kind of a, a data junkie now that seeing all the different stuff that you have with, with iTunes Connect and, and, and Google Analytics. And, and of course our own logging and activity feed and stuff that we do you know it's, it's kind of cool to bring it all together um, but it, it will it, you know data data doesn't lie you know I it's kind of funny I know that that at various times uh, 
people have you have told semi horror stories about about how decisions get made at Google. You know, especially if you're a designer, well, they'll say, you know, well, let's try a couple of different shades of blue, and we'll determine based on on analytics which is the right one. And and a designer would say, well, that makes no sense. And I I kind of agree that there's plenty of things where you have to go with human beings and look at their taste. But there are other things which are are not so kind of taste related, where it's amazing what you can find out. You know, things like you know if you have six search results versus ten, you know, does the extra time to, to, to generate those extra four or X number of search results, you know, make the user happier or not. And, and oftentimes, I think in that particular case, they found that, you know, every X number of milliseconds it takes afterwards, you have a greater chance that they just simply bounce, right? So it's, it seems like it's better to get first, get, get something on screen very, very quickly, and then fetch follow on results as needed, if and when the user starts scrolling or, or swiping or whatever that, you know, speed is, is just an, a devastating advantage. And I tend to agree with it, and and that is in fact you know guided a lot of, of what we've been working on. We're working on a big redesign of of, of our our discovery screen. It's it's literally the first tab after you see the welcome screen or the first time you launch your app. That's what you're what you, what you see, and so we're 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 working on putting a, a bigger kind of selection of the types of things that are going on in FindWe, both in terms of, of notes that are near you, new things that have happened, things that have been determined that are uh, that are really great notes, really great note maps, people that, that are interesting and, and, and making that a selection there. And since we have quite a number of fetches to do and we have analytics now, we can kind of, I think, tune it. And, and, and it, 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 it's in the same way that having, you know, an app like Briefs help you to figure out what the user experience should be in terms of swiping and, and the animations you may do and so on and so forth. That's awesome because you can get that going right away. And it seems like the follow-up for that is to is to then have analytics in your app and actually let people use it and pr be prepared for the fact that you, you almost can't possibly get it perfect, let alone right, until you've given it out to to a large number of people and which is the bad news the good news is is that since you can ship updates a lot more quickly these days you kind of if you're going to launch a product you have to count for the fact that the first couple of months you're really going to be tuning a lot and paying very close attention to what the data is telling you okay so i now have a load of questions um some of okay. which are a bit general and some are more specific um now i'm assuming that Okay, I won't assume anything. Let me ask Chris. Does this have to be able to reach the Google Analytics servers real time, or if the app is offline, will it store up the data and send it back? Yeah. Later? So, so yes. So they do queue things up because they have to, right? You know, because they, they, they and I think that they spend a lot of time doing it. So yes, it 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 does. Ultimately, the the data does have to get to Google, but it doesn't require that. That you know, it's certainly not going to interrupt what you're doing. What ends up happening is that there is. You know, a controller class that you send messages to that basically says this thing happened, and you know, record that, and then their controller is 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 responsible for figuring out how to get that data up to the server. Okay. Do do is do you think um, as developers we have any um, responsibility to inform the users of the app that we're doing this? Uh, well, I, I think that's a good question. I think that it, it depends on, on whether or not you're giving any personally identifiable data, right? I mean, I think that, that you know, it, it's, I think that, that all apps, you know, and, and all websites in, in, in the UK, you're, you're, I've, I've noticed they're really, really required by law, so much so that you go visit a website and it, it kind of has, it shows your cookie, you know, their cookie policy and it's very promise, uh, prominent. And so, um, I think you have a responsibility to to inform the user that you you track data, 
but if 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 you're just doing it to be able to look at usage patterns and you're not trying to identify a specific user you know i don't see anything wrong with that but again that's not for for you and i to decide it's ultimately for your customers to decide so you have to to to, to reveal it but i think in this particular case this is just basically looking at usage patterns it's not trying to figure out what they're writing notes about you know, it's trying to figure out are they able to get to the part of the app where you, where you author a note or and so on and so forth. I guess as long as somewhere give the user the ability to opt out, then yeah, that's 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 cool. That's I I really didn't know you could. I mean, it's just looking at the website now. It's been around for a long time, so it's obviously yeah. just I've you know been blind or 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 knew nothing about it. So I'm looking forward to hearing you know how you hone you know the way you're going to collect data and, and yeah. do stuff for that. And, how you manage that as a business and, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the sort of responsibility side of it, because I think yeah. that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, that's helpful. John, do you know, I think we may have talked about some useful stuff today. <laughs> that's, that is good. Well, so then we should quit while we're ahead. We should do, we should do. So just in case people want to uh, get hold of you or see more useful stuff that you've done, tell them where, tell them where they can find you on the internet. Well, you can certainly find me on Findery as John Fox. And if you're on the Twitters, you can find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And you can find out all about my beloved product, Memory Miner, at memoryminer.com. My name is Scotty. You can find me on Twitter as Mac Devnet. On ADN is Scotty. And uh, you can find the show notes for this show at iDeveloper.co. My personal blog is at Waffle With Meaning, and one day I will post to it. Oh, John, I'll tell you what we didn't talk about. Mr. Simon Wolf. <gasps> We will just give a brief update. It did go into, uh, it was submitted to the App Store, and I did see the screenshot um, about two hours after we recorded last week's show. And uh, very fortunately for Simon, I think, and, and maybe he's had someone do a Photoshop mock-up just to sort of try and pull the wool over our eyes, it's only just gone into review about an hour ago. So that sat there for... We were a little bit late recording last week, weren't we? We recorded a yeah. day late. So that sat for six days before going into review. Now, Simon did mention, because you've set the pricing on the app and everything there, he's wondering, you know, is I don't have the answer to this question, and I don't know if it's got any validity beyond it at all. Do you think apps that have a higher price tag or reach certain different price categories affect the way it gets reviewed, it changes anything about the way it gets reviewed, or does it go through a different set of criteria because it's more than $10 or less than $10? If anyone has any indication they think of that, I'd love to hear about that as well. But anyway, it's in review, so I think we, uh, we've we got to lay them off this week because it's in review. Uh, but if it's not on my iPhone or iPad by this time next week as a purchased copy, not just the, uh, the hockey app per beta, then you know, I, I think we have to let it rip, John. Let it rip. Let it. You mean we need to rip on the new one, or you mean let it rest rest in peace? No, no, no. Let it rip, as in rip on the new one. Yeah, I mean, you know, get get going, get out there, be nasty to him. We don't want him to rest in peace. No, no, we don't. You know, peace is not what we're going to bring to his life. That's for sure. <laughs> but there we are. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Those of you who've stuck with us uh, uh, through the show and through all these. These um, long years that we've been going, we do appreciate it. And if you're new, then um, stick with us anyway. There's a nice bunch of people around here. Um, Thanks for listening, and until next time, you take care. (laughs) 